It's hot as hell in here, and that's because we're on the road of demons. When you're listening into the Demon Road Diaries, you're gonna get crazy action. You're gonna get the real on the ground from demons themselves. Effie approves demon energy, and if you need it in your ears, you can have it forever. That's the magic of Demon Road Diaries. Thanks for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe. Let's talk about better beard care. Let's talk about La Barba Cubano. For over a year, La Barba Cubano has been putting out top quality, high-end beard care products, whether it's beard oils or beard balms. And we've expanded in the last couple months to create a new product called Abuelo Soap. Abuelo Soap has an old school look, but a new school feel. It's cocoa and shea butter soaps that help your skin feel softer and better than they ever have before. So whether you need to uh, take care of that beard or you just want softer skin, head to labarba.life. And at the end, when you're ready to check out, use the code DEMONDADDIES to save yourself 13% off at checkout. It's Labarba Cubano. It's better beard care and now skin care for you or a beard you love. This is the redo because we fucked up the intro on the last recording. And this is what they, they came up with for the redo. This is where we went. Brother, brother. Speaking of brothers, uh, we have a return guest on the pod today. Uh, one of the very fair, very rare return guests. One Mr. Alex Todd, the Prince of Souls, the Spectre. Of the mighty Mopin Gothic Rangers. Yo, should we tell uh, them who the fuck we are? Yeah, you're like you're at minute four right now. We're we're still Daddy, on let's hot start. Fucking we're jump starting. My time got cut. Like we gotta go home, Daddy. Let's fucking Jeez. do this. We uh, <laughs> we should have we should have hot started on those flower girls at the wedding. <laughs> you mean my nieces? My yeah, seven and eight year old. High low nieces? combo. We would have had them. Yeah, I could have, I could have fucking big booted the shit out of both of them. Rios, mm-hmm. you you you've done battle with them before. They're pretty fucking scrappy. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I can take them. <laughs> they were like I mean, walking anyone, There's nobody that doesn't, you know, sell a total elimination. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I uh, when they were walking out to uh to the front of the thing, I wanted to say ring when they were walking out to the ring. When they were walking to like the uh the Wedding area, the like down the aisle the or whatever. Area. The wedding area. What do you call it? The the, the wedding huffa. zone, the marriage zone. The what huffa. is That's... Chelsea Dirty doing, doing in, the, in marriage the marriage zone. zone? Okay, so it's like that fucking arch thing. Arch. That's called a chupa. The chalupa. The chalupa. The chalupa. I was promised giant chalupas, and no such thing occurred. No such thing. There was said steak. I got very tiny chicken lollipops. Yeah, as hors d'oeuvres, 
Which I well, almost was... didn't get. <laughs> <laughs> so they were walking out to the marriage zone, and I like reach over to, <laughs> I like lean forward to Rios, and I go, Come into the ring at a combined weight of 84 pounds. They are the flower girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice. good to know that you guys had fun at my wedding. As we did. So let's slide to where we should have been three minutes ago. Welcome to your hashtag sixth favorite podcast. It is Demon Road Diaries. And goddamn, you know who we are, but we're going to tell you anyway. It's me, it's me, that sweet KDG, your Music City Messiah, Caden Green. Oh, am I allowed to talk now? Yes. <laughs> My, I... Uh, I am the bastard son of Ronald Rivers. Um, <laughs> thanks, thanks for having me. Uh, and I'm newly motherfucking married to my husband, who is officially a resident fucking alien. Yeah! Uh, uh, Chelsea Durden. Dash so as Rio said earlier, we have a guest. He is the Spectre. He is the Prince of Souls, and he is a returning guest from episode three. That's uh, what? Revenge of the Sith? Return of the Sith. Revenge Revenge of the Sith. Sith. Revenge of the Sith. I know Star Wars, I swear. I only have three tattoos. Anyway, he is Alex Todd. What is up, baby? Welcome back. What's up, y'all? I miss you guys. Yeah, so um, in contrast to our last podcast when we had all four goth rangers and all we fucking did was talk about our mental disorders and how depressed we were, uh, <laughs> this, nope. this, we're, we're going into this with good fucking energy, man. Mm-hmm. What know, was that? Not like right before quarantine when we did that? That was yeah, like was literally like... the week before WrestleMania got canceled. Oh, yeah, we were all in a very bad state. Yeah, I think we were all so mad, just bummed, hard bummed. And that I was going on month three of a six-month separation from my husband while he was at the war. I mean, war. I remember when he was home. And I was <laughs> knee deep in my feels over some bullshit. Yeah, that was a dark ass time, but it is no longer dark. That nope. dark. It's still gray because life is gray. Also, uh, everything it is, still is gray. Fucking dark because we're yeah. all into demon shit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, cool. you know, a lot has changed. You know, back then there was a pandemic ravaging the United States. WrestleMania was coming to Tampa. Uh, we were unsure about our wrestling futures. You know, clearly things have progressed. Definitely. Yeah, yeah that's not even <laughs> close to what was going on. You know. Yeah. There was an old white man in the in the uh, in the White House. Yeah. <laughs> he was bombing the shit out of Syria. You know, it was it was yeah. weird. I think I remember something about a Godzilla monster that we had to fight. Like, oh yeah, was, oh, oh yeah. That 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 match never made it to air, Daddy. <laughs> It'll forever be in our hearts. Chelsea jumping out of a tree will Yeah, that's the only reason I'm mad it didn't happen is uh, Chelsea jumping out of a tree wasn't broadcast. It took me like 15 minutes to wiggle my way out there, too, because the branch starts getting a lot thinner once I got out there over the ring, and Mm -hmm. then I was just kind of like hanging out, and 
I was pretty, uh, I was pretty high up and fucking butt heavy was like, are you okay up there, sweetie? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I just have some scratches. It's, it's, it's kind of like nice and drafty up here. Can we just like take that clip of you dropping out of the tree and just slide it into highlight reels? I mean, probably. But the rest of it just never existed? Especially because um, you weren't in, like, the main group of people that I landed on. And you just kind of, like, dramatically fell down despite nothing <laughs> happening to you. And As you're the closest fucking worker. I was going to say, the other thing I'm bummed about that footage never making it to air was... Uh, that was the only time we ever did, like, our fucking quadruple finish. Yeah. And we kind of yeah. had to, like, recall it on the fly, and it turned into, like, originally it was supposed to be this, like, code breaker. It was, like, double super kick code breaker into an electric chair slam, and it turned into, like, a one-winged TKO. Yeah, I remember and, that. And I was, like, I remember I watched it back, and I was, like, that's actually really cool. I might start doing that. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Don't my forget bust. about me completely missing on my Yakuza kick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, let's not forget that Chelsea subscribed to some Patreon that day. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, I subscribed to her Patreon, um, and she thought she won the match because I subscribed to her Patreon, and Katie, our special guest referee, was like, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, she subscribed to your Patreon, but, you know... She didn't tap out or anything. This match is still going on. That is so the that, true travesty of that, is that we never we didn't get to see referee Katie. Yeah, referee <laughs> Katie was the best. He's like, okay, yeah, but you know, that's against the rules, having your opponent in the corner with your hands on their throat. I'm going to start counting now. <laughs> I just remember referee Katie just going, I don't think that's how you do the wrestles. <laughs> I don't think that's how you do the wrestles. It's, it's just not. Uh, so, so Todd, you have uh, wrestled plenty of places, uh, including uh, out of the United States, but it had to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so bring us back to the beginning. Where did you start? Where, who who trained you? Uh, wait, wait, we already, we already did. That. Wait, hold on. We already no, we did didn't. this. I don't yeah, think Todd did. Ha- Todd had the. When we did we the did Todd it. episode. I don't think we ever talked about his his uh, where he came from. Well, if you rewind it all the way back to 2016, um, uh, Alex Todd and I wrestled a fucking barn burner outside in front of like yeah. seven people at Earth Day birthday. I remember that because that was my 50th match. So like, I remember it 100%. <laughs> yeah, you were like, you, you were telling me uh, that and then you said something about wrestling full-time in Puerto Rico and somebody yelled over your shoulder, you didn't wrestle full-time in Puerto Rico, Todd? And you were like, yeah, I fucking did. Yeah, I mean, wrestling every Saturday in Puerto Rico when they don't run during the week, to me, is full-time. That's fair. Mm-hmm. So... Do you do you count all your matches, Todd? Uh, I did, and then I got a new phone, and then something happened with my iCloud, and then there they went. So I lost track a long time ago. If you had to, if you had to estimate, how many do you think you're at? I definitely think I'm 
probably past 300, maybe a little bit more. Okay. It's respectable. I wish I could just like even give an idea of how many matches I've had because I literally have no clue. Like if you said, hey, this is your 500th match today, I'd be like, oh, tight. And if you were like, hey, this is your 100th match today, I'd be like, oh, tight. Like I literally have no fucking idea. (laughs) There's been at least like, there's got to have been at least like 50 to 60 Coda matches. Yeah, bare minimum. Yeah. yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. This is when the joke gets out of hand. <laughs> That's my whole fucking career. Yeah. I mean, as we can tell by what might be happening Mania weekend. God damn. Y'all ain't ready. And when y'all I ain't say ready, you ain't we can't ready, talk about it. Uh, it, it's really me who's not uh, ready. Wow. I got to gotta do some more cardio. Well, yeah, you do. Uh, Todd, I'm, I'm glad we're having you on because. It, it has been a year since uh, we did our last little Gothic Rangers meetup, which was like right as the pandemic was spiking. That's true. Uh, um, so now we're it's a, it's a year later, and I I just want to know where where you're at because I feel like you were another one of these people like Chelsea, who was seemingly getting a lot done during the pandemic. Like you were definitely like trying to wrestle as many places as possible that were open. Uh, I know you you did a little promoting. Uh, you uh, you you got your brothers a payday at Sweetwater. Yeah, you know. Um, which, by the way, that I there's a story about that that like I found out after the fact, and I felt so bad. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I just kind of want to pick your brain about like how you've been, man, and like what you've been working on, and like. Kind of how has the last year been for you, man? I know we obviously we crossed paths. We had a couple matches here and there as the Gothic Rangers. Yeah. But just like, I don't know, man. We haven't really sat down and like kind of gotten an assessment of like, as so, as someone who I consider as like a working man's wrestler, like how's this year been for you? It's been, I got to say, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Because uh, <clears throat> obviously quarantine definitely got us all down. But I try to stay active because, like, for the first two weeks, man, I was just eating and watching TV and never leaving the spot on the on the bed. Just, like, definitely, like, hitting that dark place to the point where, like, I had to stay awake till, like, four in the morning so I could fall asleep without thinking too much. Then I just started uh, working out every day. I bought uh, one of those dummies you hit, like, like one of those mm-hmm. bobs. I bought one of those just to stay active, and then, yeah, uh, I know when we did our pod, number three, Revenge of the Sith, damn it, Kane. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith? Revenge of the Sith, I swear I've seen it. Well, I played the Lego games, so does that count? That's for basically enough. the same thing. <laughs> what the fuck, the cat just stole one of my prizes. <laughs> Kill it. <laughs> Um, um, one would argue that you've seen the superior version of Star Wars. What do you mean, Solo? Well, no, no Lego Star Wars. Lego Star Wars. The superior version of Star Wars? I, I love the Lego Star Wars games, especially yeah. like the original ones. Holy shit. Oh yeah, man, the ones for the PS2. Um, the kid I babysat when the first one of those came out was, mm-hmm. like, obsessed with them. So, like, all I would do is I would get paid 
to sit there with this seven-year-old boy and play Lego Star Wars for like five hours. The hardest I've ever laughed in my life. Like, it's one of those things where like, for years people would ask me, who's your favorite comedian? And I would say my older brother because the hardest I've ever fucking laughed in my life was we were playing Lego Star Wars. It was the prequel movie. So it was like, you know, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. Right. And uh, we're playing this one level where, so like the co-op in that game was like, you, you would, they would just like add characters to scenes if it didn't have multiple people. So like we're playing the Attack of the Clones level and it's the scene where like Obi-Wan is showing up at fucking Jango Fett's base and shit. And so the way they did a co-op for that was one character, one player could be Obi-Wan and then one player was a droid, like just a random droid. <laughs> and so my brother was being nice and was like, all right, you can be Obi-Wan and I'll be the droid. And there's a section in the game where like you have to get through this hallway but there's a laser cannon above a door that's and it shoots at you and you have to figure out how to destroy the laser cannon and it's like too high to jump up and swing at it so you have to like deflect the blast at it but i'm really bad at video games and i couldn't fucking figure this out so we sat there for probably about five minutes as i'm trying to figure out how the (laughs) fuck i'm supposed to break this laser and my brother is roasting the shit out of me he's just like all that training all that all that years in the Jedi Temple, and this is what stops you. Yeah. <laughs> this is the greatest Jedi I've ever seen, stopped by a wall, a stationary wall cannon. But, and he's like, and I'm just like, yeah. And I got so frustrated. He was like, oh, you could, you know, you could fucking help with me. You know, you, you were a team in this. And he's just like, what do you want me to do? I jump this high, and then proceed to do the droid jump. <laughs> that's like. <laughs> The equivalent to like six inches off the ground. <laughs> I just and I was like mad but laughing and I, I I was like caught in that in between where like I want to be mad at you but you're making me laugh so hard. So yeah, I love that game. Uh, <laughs> Definitely some of the best games ever released for that system. I remember the I remember having that on Wii, and it was like when they combined all all six of them at the time. Mm-hmm. And it was on Wii. And I like would I would be standing there knowing this is a game intended for like six year olds, yeah. like in front of my TV aggressively, like fucking, and uh, my dogs would be watching me, being like, "What the fuck is this dude doing?" Like, <laughs> perhaps swinging. he's having some sort of fit. <laughs> he must be broken. <laughs> uh, there would be times where like. I remember I was playing like the Batman Lego games and there's like some puzzles they expect you to solve. Or I'm like, I don't know how the fuck children are supposed to solve this. Yeah. <laughs> because like I would sit there with like my other like 18 year old friend and we'd be like, I have no idea what the fuck they want us to do. <laughs> well, if I Can we just Google get, the answers? If I could get through the water temple on Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time by myself without a guide at eight years old, then um, anyone can do anything. I think we're all just better at eight than we realize. Like, yeah. We're just, yeah. we're just better people. I was a fucking powerhouse at eight, okay? At eight, I was ready to rule the world. Um, at eight years old, I scored um, 
the highest reading score on this um, on this test they did in the state of Florida. Like I got a perfect score and it wasn't designed for you to get a perfect score, but I got a perfect oh. score. And they were like so like blown away by that. They were like, that's not fucking possible. So they put me in a room by myself and watched me to make sure that I wasn't cheating somehow. And yeah. I scored a perfect score again. I was chartered at reading at like fucking college level. All my shit was advanced. They had to put me in like extra shit, gifting kids shit so I wouldn't get bored. And now I'm a 28 year old with depression. <laughs> hey. So what we're saying is we all peaked at eight. Basically. I sure did. Yeah. What we're saying is gifted children is a myth and don't put too much pressure on your children. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Your kids have Zombie fun. County. Jeez. I'm not gonna uh, I'm not gonna force my kid to learn like biology at seven. That ain't happening. <laughs> I'm gonna um, be like, hey man. You still like grilled cheese? And he'll be like, yeah, grilled cheese are tight. And I'm like, that's what's up, because you're six. Yeah. Eat a um, goddamn grilled cheese. Stop reading. Be- Reading's be- the devil. Stop reading. <laughs> that's because Justin's going to be okay, in that's what, that's classes. What, that's what we would call overcorrecting, Aaron. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, books. Don't. Burn them all. <laughs> Remember, guys. Reading is Satan, oh. and reading books means you're automatically in Al Qaeda. Yep. Oh. <laughs> it's gonna be like, so what do you what do you learn after addition and subtraction? I'm gonna be like, nothing, nothing. <laughs> what else are you gonna need? Like, how many times in your life are you gonna be on a train heading towards Portland with another train coming at you heading from Quebec and need to know where you're gonna meet in the middle? You'll never need that. No, I don't think there's a single rail line um, from Portland and Quebec that, like, in any way intersect, like, in a way that that could conceivably happen. Look, do I look like Thomas the Train? I don't know shit about railways. (laughs) Uh, You mean Thomas the Tanker Engine? Sure. Maybe. I don't even know if that's right. I could have just made that shit up. You know (laughs) why? Because I was way past that at eight. You know, what Justin should be, you know what Justin should be studying? Paleontology. He should be studying big fucking dinosaurs. dinosaurs and that's what's up. Yeah. I feel like if I had my own personal hell, it would be just living in a constant stream of scenarios in which I did need to know how to solve those math word <laughs> problems. Just get out of the scenario. Like, I can understand the ones where it's like, Susan has seven apples and four friends. How many apples will each friend get? And I'm like, who eats more than one apple? Yeah. Like, you're going to get diarrhea. Don't do that. (laughs) That's so much sugar. Don't do that. I would always logic my way out of, like, word problems like that. And it would constantly piss my teacher off. This was in, um, this was still in third grade when I was eight. Um, And she'd be like, Chelsea, can you just, like, I feel like in her head, she was like, can you just, like, answer the fucking question without being so fucking annoying? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, it'd be like, you know, like, Amanda has 16 bottles of shampoo. She uses seven. How many bottles does she have left? And it's like, um, well, first of all, how, why are you buying that much shampoo? I feel like it's going to expire or something. <laughs> like, a you, you have a Clearly, Costco she's gift? an extreme couponer. 
Yeah, like clearly <laughs> your Costco gift card was burning a hole in your pocket. Second of all, how like what's the time period in which she used all these bottles of shampoo? Because like if that's over the course of like seven months, that seems pretty normal. But like if she did that over a week, it's like, honey, you're gonna burn your scalp. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, you're just being wasteful. You're fucking your pipes up. Yeah, to talk to Amanda. Is that over the course of seven months though? Because um, I bought shampoo and conditioner granted they're pretty large bottles but it's still not outside of the scope of like normal size of a shampoo bottle and a conditioner bottle in like november <laughs> like what uh, irresponsible amounts of shampoo are you people using i don't even use shampoo because you don't <laughs> la barba cubano brother that's all you need yeah. and ad cut and ad cut <laughs> You said so that the answer. cut the cut should totally just be like, I don't even use shampoo, cut, and then it's like <laughs> well, what I do use. <laughs> Future Caden, if you're here if you're here, if you're here in the room with Speak us now to me. If you're listening, <laughs> that's the ad. Oh fuck. <laughs> um but speaking of advertising, uh Todd, so we were talking uh, about how last time we talked, Mania was canceled. Yeah. But by the grace of uh, sheer idiocy or willpower, I don't, I'm not sure which, um, we are going to have a WrestleMania in Tampa this year uh, with, with some semblance of WrestleMania festivities. So is there anything you're looking at? Like, you got, what's, that, what's that booking sheet looking like, brother? Um, I think just like last year, I'm, I'm at dead zero. <laughs> we ain't shit. This is not. This is weird. How do we have more bookings than you guys? This uh, nobody likes us. What's going yeah, on? No, we really like people. Are like there's so many much, so much better tag teams. We'll just, uh, that, you know, guys show up. Maybe we'll find something for you. That's what I feel like. The what was it, the second year of Mania? What was no wait? Our first year of Mania was it was in New Orleans, so we didn't go. Our second yeah. year of his tag team, it was New York. And oh, it was when? like, and we went, and it was like one booking, and then like a bunch yeah. of people who were like, we'll show up. Maybe we'll have you do security or something. Yeah. We could have technically wrestled on that New Jersey show, but we were like, hell bent. We were hell bent on getting to fucking Blackcraft Wrestling. Um, no, because. Jeez. Yeah, there because even a little well, bit also stark. not only were we hell bent on going, but it was also like based on the communication we had had with the promoter, he definitely made it seem like he was gonna use us for something. Oh my god! Speaking of, I was talking to Bill the other day. Oh, um, I gotta find this message. Uh, what did I say to him? Uh, it's uh. I was like, hey, maybe don't start the show with crucifixion, because that yes. is long. He told me, okay, so this is insider information, and you're hearing it here first. You know what the budget was for the first um, Blackcraft wrestling show? What? Just take a guess. Is it like, what? is it like, am I going to be shocked how low it is, or shocked how high it is? High. Uh, I'm going to say he had 65 grand to do that show. He had 
Steve, what is wrong with you? Uh, he I'm had just Dr. kidding. Evil I money. What the fuck, though? Yeah. Yeah, that's that was the insider information I had to bring to the table. Um, and, like, essentially, the, he's, he said the biggest problem was too many cooks in the kitchen. Oh, but, 100%. Yeah, obvi- oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was a fun one. Um, we may have to bring him on later. Uh, oh, shit, yes. Oh. God, if we could. Fuck. Yeah. Did we just gush to him, like, how invested <laughs> I have literally we are? thrown... I have thrown ideas at him left and right, and we've had, like, messages where I've literally been like, look, I'm just saying, we could call it black cat, re- black cat wrestling. <laughs> Same aesthetic. I'm like, some apologies. Like, I am We just don't it. even talk about black crap. We're black cat now. Black cat wrestling. Same fucking just, logo. Or we just, just say BCW or some shit like that. Just like, BCW, BCW. <laughs> And then it'll be along the same lines where we walk in and everybody's like, fuck, they tricked us into black craft again. Ah. Ah. Um, okay, so Todd, you said you don't have anything Mania weekend. Yeah, because uh, Ronnie said that like people don't like you guys. You should know many people don't like me from just saying, hello, my name is Alexander. It's nice to meet <laughs> This is I fair. just all the wrong one, bro. As everybody knows, my stock has gone down since last June. Um, since last and, week? Because you put a ring on it. Well, first, first it last June because I became, an, I became a bitch with an opinion. Um, oh. Which uh, was a sharp contrast to when I became a bitch with a skincare routine. Mm. My stock went up with the skincare routine down with speaking out and now it's just bottomed out and crashed since putting a ring on it yeah but but your stock went up because not only are you now a air fryer person i am an air fryer person you are also a double cro- a dual crock pot person oh my god my kitchen is unstoppable <laughs> I got a <laughs> i got a double crock pot like that I have the ultimate kitchen. When I got home today and I saw the box um, and I brought it inside, I was just like, oh shit, I wonder what this is. And then I opened it up and I just saw like, uh, there's a picture of an egg on the box, like in the pan. I was like, oh my God, it's a kitchen thing. So I ripped open the rest of the box and thus started, you know, the rest of my life as a double, as a dual crock pot owner. Like that combined of, with the air fryer, we're making chicky tendies all day. Just think about it. you can make spicy chili and not spicy chili. You can make queso dip and buffalo dip all at the same time. Bam. With that double fucking crock pot, holy shit, the possibilities are literally endless, except if you have more than two ideas. Yeah, I see. I almost got you a triple crock pot, but the crock pots were smaller. And I was like, what are you going to make in those tiny-ass crockpots? It's not, it's not worth no. it. These are the perfect size. Yeah. So, yeah, there was a process with that bullshit. Um, yes. So, Mania, um, we've got a couple of fun things. Uh, and I'm pretty sure if you just show up, you might end up landing on them. 
Um, but uh, so last year, Mania, we had a few things. Not so much. We'll be doing a live podcast. Should I, are we breaking this news? Are we breaking this news? Uh, yeah, I mean, go for it. Why not? Our friends at Generation Championship Wrestling have allowed us to find a time that we like. And we are going live, recording live with special guests to be announced at a later point. Doing the first ever... Demon Road Diaries live podcast. So it's gonna be a shit show. Oh, you know it. And you can't fucking wait. I am um, so excited to be stressed the fuck out trying to figure shit out. Especially if we have to do it like right after our show. So it's like we just wrestled this match and then it's like, all right, get ready for your podcast. It's like, oh god damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna be like trying have, to plug things into a soundboard and a laptop and like we have such a loose improvisational feel to our podcast though that aside from like the physical electronic setup, uh there's like literally no prep. Yeah, so we'll set it up and then we're gonna sit down and we're gonna be like <laughs> the, the prep is, is that uh, I opened the Wikipedia article of whatever the fuck we're talking about before we started. <laughs> <laughs> so in this um, case it'll be like They'd be like, oh, shit, who's that over there? Oh, that's, um, uh, like, Casey Navarro. Casey, come on down. Rios, open up the wiki page. <laughs> so I see that you wrestled in Impact Professional Wrestling. <laughs> Was this before or after the TNA name switch? So uh, I'm thinking about your championships and accomplishments. It says... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in parentheses, in wrestling. Yeah. Yep. Are you still the uh, CWF uh, Middle Continental Champion? <laughs> <laughs> you can ask him about the CCW Wire Championship and stuff. Ah, no, I want those. I want to know about those obscure, random fucking regional titles. <laughs> <laughs> Super fucking funny. Um, the city of Dania Beach gave Gangrel a key to the city. Um, so like, it's listed little... in his championships and accomplishments. They did. Like, the mayor of Dania Beach stood before God and all those people. Um, and she fucking rattled off uh, a list of all the titles he's ever held. And, um, for did those this of you who don't like... know, Gangrel is like 700 years old, he's been wrestling forever. Um, so it was everywhere and like listening to um, the mayor of Dane Beach who is a lovely woman um, just rattling off these titles every every singles title every tag title like every like joke everything and when he got to the one uh, a title that he'd previously held at Hood Slam I was like I was like this in the audience like with my face with my like covering my mouth because um, the mayor had started to laugh and she had to repeat that one twice. That's funny. Uh, I'm totally opening Gangrel's championships and accomplishments here. Ooh, <laughs> daddy. Ooh, daddy. All right. The Hood I mean, Slam Golden Gig Championship. Golden yeah. Gig. Oh my. Um, so, so did they do this at 
uh, at nighttime or during the day? Um, it was like 7 p.m. at Daily okay, Beach good. Town Good. I was going to say, if they did this at like noon in the middle of the day, then like that fucking kills the gimmick. He's a vampire well, in the he sun. Can't, he can't. Well, actually, he's a day walker, so um, uh, he's, he's able to do it. Um, I spent like probably 30 minutes one time um, explaining to him the difference between different types of vampires. Um, and he was like, how do you like, where do you find the time for this shit? And I, I was like, I like, I like to read. It's part of where I peaked when I was an eight, when I was eight years old in a third grade. Um, what's that movie? What's that Daywalker, um, uh, vampire movies? Slave with Three Ethan, Trinity. No, no. The one with Ethan Hunt, I think. Day, Daybreakers. Oh, day. Oh, oh yeah. Not Ethan Hunt. Fucking uh, Ethan Hunt is what? the main character of the. Was uh, it on Sci-Fi? Of Mission Impossible. No, it was like uh, a, it was like a real one. It was in theaters and shit. Yeah, um, I saw it. It's with um, Ethan right? Hawke. Do Ethan, Ethan Hawke? Yeah, Ethan Daybra- Hawke. It's it's Daybreakers, and it had um, a really cool concept. Um, and they kind of fucked it up, but it could have been really cool. Was it? Yeah, William Defoe's in it. Will Willem Defoe. Nobody else. I've I remember. Um, yeah, no, no, none of them other than uh, Ethan Hawke and w- Willem Defoe. There was like it opened with this really cool scene where it's like the pale morning where like sun has started to rise but not quite and everything's just like blue. <clears throat> it's that not quite not quite dawn, not quite uh, night anymore time and this little girl is sitting out on um, you see this little girl like write like finish a letter and then she seals it up and she leaves it on the kitchen counter and then she goes out and she sits on the lawn and then the sun rises and she just burns to death um and it's like that's how you figure out this like eight this eight-year-old child is like a whole ass adult who's been trapped in this child body since the vampire virus thing spread so it had a really cool concept and then they like action movied it to death yeah. Um, also, it got a 69 on Rotten Tomatoes, so there's that. I like that we look stuff up now. Yeah, we're very uh, very into that, because we're a professional podcast now. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so um, this is kind of a fun, uh, fun thing, because uh, WWE has banned leg slapping. Toddy, I know you're a big-time leg slapper, just like me, and I plan on doubling my leg slaps for all my homies who can't leg slap for themselves. Todd, what's your thoughts on it? I just think, like, it's a bit ridiculous because there are some people that just beat it to death. But, like, there's nothing wrong with one good placed leg slap. Come on. Yeah. Like, even, like, Tommy and uh, Alistair Black was like, oh, I slapped my thigh for, like, one move. Yeah. I'm like, I, I slapped my thigh on my Yakuza. 
on a broski. I think that's it, right? I don't think I slap it on anything else. That's that's. Uh, I don't recall. I don't know. You don't. I think you don't slap on and refrain, right? No. Because it should be a thud. Like, logically, it should be a thud. Right. Um, At least the impact of it. I mean, I might. I fucking, like, slap on shit. I don't realize it. But I'm going to double up my leg slaps. I'm going to slap and clap from now on. (laughs) Slap and clap. I think... um... I tried out for Evolve one of the many times. Oh, yeah, Chelsea was there that day. The Robbie Brookside seminar. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, I talked to one of the guys. I think it was Francisco Chiazzo. I was like, hey, so, like, how do you think they would feel if I slapped my thigh for, like, one move? And he was like, no, you shouldn't do it. So here I am doing, like, my kicks. And and when I went for my enziguri, I usually slap, like, very low key. So I had to just throw my hand up and throw it down without, like, hitting my thigh, which was very yeah. weird. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could not leg slap. Like, WWE is going to start fining people for leg slapping, and it's hilarious to indie wrestlers. But, like, I feel like people like Johnny Gargano is about to lose their fucking minds being, like, or, like, Tommaso Ciampa or fucking Adam Cole. Yep. So. That's what they were saying that those are gonna be like the big people that like they slap for like their biggest moves. So like, what are they gonna do? Oh, what if they clap instead? I clap sometimes. So what if you <laughs> clap instead? Is of that slap? is that all this is that we're just trying to get back to real old school shit where you clap on shit? Yeah, I'm gonna start stomping on shit that doesn't need to stomp. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I I think what it was was that I read a report that was saying that because this is because kind of how Vince is, is that he gets mad about something and then he overcorrects. He very much has the uh, uh, <laughs> he has the uh, stop reading approach <laughs> to uh, to shit. Where like basically, it wasn't that someone was slapping. It's not that he has a problem with slapping. It's that someone did it and it was super obvious. Like someone was bad at slapping, basically. Uh, so instead of pulling that person aside and saying you're not allowed to slap or you need to work on this, he was like, "No more slapping. It's killing the business. <laughs> slapping's uh, killing the business." Yeah, so it's like it'll it'll like I didn't take this very seriously. Like WWE does this; they just get random ideas in their head about like this is how we're gonna do it, and then you know, they'll enforce it for like six months, and then it goes away. Yeah, because like. Jay Uso's gonna keep slapping on all the super kicks. Like that's half his fucking moveset. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it's it's just it's just, you know, it's one of those things where um it's old people, it's it's old man uh overcorrecting and overreacting, and it's uh also sometimes I feel like people in positions of power feel like they have to justify their job. Fair. So they uh they just make up random shit to enforce <laughs> new rules. From now on, you can't bring Capri Suns to work. <laughs> Otis is just like, well, shit. Well, shit. This is garbage. <laughs> what do you expect me to drink, Hasi? What the fuck? <laughs> Can I at least bring Kool Aid pouches? Speaking of, in other news, uh, McDonald's brought back Hasi. 
Fuck yes. Yeah. So, so the world isn't all shit. No. Um, Did uh, I mean, if we're going to go into just current events, had anyone here watch the uh, fantastic AEW revolution pay-per-view? I did not see it because I was busy uh, eating leftover wedding cake. Mm. I uh, I'm waiting for it to come up on the network. <laughs> um, any thought you guys? But you guys saw all the gifts and the clips. Oh, that's the, I uh, definitely saw gifts. The, uh, the revolutionary <laughs> oh, gifts. Scene, good sir. <laughs> uh, you guys have any thoughts about the exploding barbed wire death match? I'm just glad that John's safe. You know. Yeah, you know. After after those four sprinkler sparklers started going places, they did. They were very sprinklery. Yeah, they were like fire sprinklers. Fire sprinklers. I think what we really need to take away from this, guys, is that Eddie Kingston is a solid fucking dude. Oh yeah, I wish like he had sold it like he stood up and was like, "What the fuck?" Because how great would that expression have been on Eddie's face, where he's like. What the fuck? He's really? The and then, that shit. and then, literally, like the next two months is just Eddie Kingston trying to beat the shit out of Kenny Omega, not because of what he was thought he was gonna do to John, but because you made me look like a fool. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, like the the best meme I saw was uh, someone was like Eddie Kingston at AEW Revolution, and it's the clip, it's the clip of John C. Riley from from. Yes. Uh, Teledega Knights, where he's like, don't let that invisible fire hurt my friend. <laughs> oh, I think uh, my favorite is the, the photo of the impractical jokers telling oh, Eddie Kingston to get on top of him and then <laughs> just stay there, act like a hit, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lord. Yeah, no, that pay per view was a, was a thing from what I've seen online. Oh, uh, it was a thing. Yeah, um, um, and then the big news—the like- big—the big news broke. Uh, they've been the week prior. They've been blowing it up, talking about uh, somebody, uh, a Hall of Fame worthy wrestler, will be uh, making his AEW debut um, that Sunday, and uh, blowing it up. And uh, stipulation or uh, speculation. A lot of people were saying it could be Sam. Finally, Sam Punk. Uh, some people said, uh, "What was the other one that somebody told me?" There's a lot of uh, oh, Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was some was... speculation because Angle uploaded a video, like putting on his. I was I was agent. convinced it was Angle just because it made the most sense. Um, yeah, but. Um... I thought it was funny was when they did it, when he came out, first of all, they did the countdown, which was like, okay, someone's a fucking, so it's like, okay, so AW is basically just 2006 TNA at this point, like, um, cause they literally had did the same Christian countdown and then no shit. He came out to his fucking impact music. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I was like, "Damn, I knew that working agreement with Impact was good, but I didn't. I didn't know they were like literally have our library." Fucking shit. Um, I'm not gonna you... lie, uh, it popped me so hard when he came out, just because like 
the fact that he's using a uh, instrumental version of a of a Evanescence song as his theme, and there's no problems with that. Like, yeah, that's crazy to me. I mean, if they still got the the rights to it, I guess they can use it. Yeah, I think I think that's one of those Jimmy Hart. Cre- and I'm not saying Jimmy Hart wrote it, but it's like that Jimmy Hart style of like, I'm going to take a popular song and I'm going to legally change it enough to where it's a, it's a different song. Uh, like fucking Diamond Dallas Page yeah. coming out to uh, basically smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Or fucking um, uh, Raven coming out to that Offspring song. Oh, yeah. Uh, fucking A. WCW um, was a special place. Yeah. Oh, it still, it still is, brother. Yeah. It still is. <laughs> it's coming back. You didn't hear? Yeah, I know. They followed us on uh, Instagram, which basically means we have contracts. Yeah, they, they, or, they, or bookings, they bookings and signings us. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, fucking A. Speaking of bookings and signings, um, so Todd, I know you got some stuff coming up. So, like, anything you want to talk about? I know you got, you've been doing a lot with ARW and some other, and I know you got your own little. Little 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 uh, booking situation with Sweetwater North. So what's what's the good? What's the word? Well, um, I've been trying to uh, reopen my contacts back in Puerto Rico now that it's been uh, coming back up. So I'll be there this weekend. So there might not be something. There might be something. Who knows? Oh yeah. Uh, next week, uh, myself and uh, Chelsea Durden, the the goth body click, whatever she called, what is it, goth boy clicks? Goth, goth boy the, the goth the goth boy click, brother. The goth boy click, the body guys are in tag Little Bo Peep and a brand new whip in the back of the club with the goth boy click, iced out teeth, iced out whip with the limousine tints. You can suck my dick. Yeah. Yep. Um, can we get a recording of that? And that can I be your new theme song? <laughs> um, it's already a song, brother. I, I know, but I need your, I need your like. Oh, you share. need my rendition. Yeah, yeah I, I need your. Like, I, I know. I'm not a fucking. I'm not an idiot. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was over here like, damn, she got bars. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, me and Todd are doing a fucking thing. Mm. Um, are you gonna? Are you gonna die? Ah, uh, shit, probably. I can guys, only hope. I mean, I feel bad for you guys' opponents because you got two real body guys. Yeah, versus, like I don't know, a couple of marks. What are what are they even fucking do? like? Like what body guys? All right, the fucking mentality starts right up here in the brain, brother. And I just got to tell you, we are ready to fucking bring it. Yes, we are. Like, All oh god, just like any. Stupid shit they will let me do. I am going to do. Mm-hmm. They need to put a tree in that damn place so you can Yo. jump out of it. Yo, Yo, if they put a motherfucking tree in that place, or if they will allow the match to proceed outside to where we can find a tree that I will climb, maybe I might need Todd's help to boost me up into the tree, and then I am lying out of that tree brother yeah, i'll be there to help with the boost and i mean if if AR, arw you guys know where our uh what our email address is feel free to jump in the signing and bookings email and uh, maybe we can swing by and help stomp some boots out you know 
Yeah. Get you the brother. Fork. We're getting the fucking band back together. Hell yeah! Someone's got to book it. Someone. Uh, um. So A R W. Book it, you cowards. Hashtag book it, you cowards. Hashtag leg leg slap justice. Hashtag leg slaps are coming to AEW. Mm-hmm. Hashtag... What's leg slap doing in the impact zone? <laughs> they never left. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's always been there, brother. Always has been. You know that, like, uh, I've been, like, going to training and I've been, like, trying to update my arsenal and shit. And, like, I've been doing this, like, Savat kick. And... Mm-hmm. And, like, every fucking wrestler I know just calls that a TNA kick. Yeah. And yeah! Just, yeah, they oh. fucking do! And I'm like, I listen, I've said some dumb shit in wrestling. I've called moves the wrong things because I didn't know better. But, like, like, you know that's not a TNA kick. Like, there's, like, weird wrestling moves that I didn't know the name of, so I would say, like, I've said on this podcast before, I didn't know what a fucking gourd buster was, but I called it the Jeff Hardy suplex. Oh yeah, and uh, but that's like, a good way to describe it if you yeah. don't know like the technical yeah. name. Yeah, and then someone was like, "Oh, you mean a gourd buster?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I just didn't know if you knew that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's literally me. Like I, I at first like had no idea that it was called like a TNA kick, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, so I'll throw like a like a a like a pump kick." No, I was like, I'll I'll throw this. Uh, so I'll throw like this kind of kick, and I um, and I like demonstrated it, and this girl was like, oh, a TNA kick, and I was like, oh, I don't, I think it's more like a savat kick. Like I don't know what a TNA kick is, and she was like, well, it's not a savat kick. Yeah, it's like I understand if you don't know what a savat kick is, but. You know it's not TNA kick. Like they didn't they didn't invent that type of kick. Like yes, it's they, just like it's like, oh my god, guys, like that's and I'm not saying like I do the term TNA kick has been around because I remember like in like my first dozen matches, people being like, All right, so what it is, it's a TNA kick, I hit the ropes, clothesline, you roll back and then I'll like whatever. And I remember being like, TNA kick? They're like, yeah, it's just a backwards kick. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's what we call it? Say, when I first started, that's what they called it, too. A TNA kick. I don't know, maybe it's like a, like a, um, you know, like people have different terms for shit in different areas. I guess in this case, different timelines. The, was the call coming from inside the house on this timeline? It always is, yeah. Always is. Always like, has, has there ever been a timeline where the call came from outside the house? If I ever direct a horror movie, that's totally a line I'm going to throw in there. Is there gonna someone's gonna be on the phone? It's like, well, I have good news. The call is definitely coming from outside of the house. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, thank uh, God. But you're still in immense amount of danger. So I yeah, want like, to. So- yeah, like I just, I just want to let you know this. This in no way lessens the amount of danger that it's you're just in. It's one less thing to think about. <laughs> and honestly, not even that. They could be spoofing the call for all we know. Yeah, um, they, they could be behind like seven proxy servers. We don't know. We all we can tell you is that we're pretty sure the call originated from outside the house. It, it may be inside the house now. Yeah. Like we have no idea. Yeah. 
Anyway, you should probably get off the phone with me and go deal with that. Yeah, like, we're just a local <laughs> municipality. We don't have these kinds of, like, we don't have this kind of access. Oh, Jesus. Um, <sighs> yeah, where, I don't even know where track is anymore. Uh, we have found ourselves so far off track. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I think this is, listen, listen, track. listen, dear listeners, if you've gone on this journey with us this far, <laughs> uh, we've had a lot of bullshit happen this week it's and week. we've got a big, we got a big episode coming up. We got big 50, big five Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I just, just, um, just, what, what, just what? I'm not going to say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say anything. I was just saying. We got a big guest coming no, up. No, 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 yeah, 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 I get that. I'm just saying, like, you said that we had a lot of bullshit this yeah. week. Are, are you your wedding is not, that your my wedding, wedding is bullshit? No, your wedding was not bullshit. Your wedding was wonderful and magical, and I'm so very happy for you and Adon. I'm just saying there was other shit happening that was indeed bullshit that derailed uh, episode plans. Um but no, your wedding was not one of them. I was glad to be there. Yes, that's what I fucking thought. <laughs> Come on, you let you what let us record. It? I did let you record a fucking promo at my wedding in my parents' bedroom, and it came out fantastic. Oh, uh, it's it money! Really it, did. It's fucking it's money. money. When we get clearance to drop it, y'all won't even know what to do. It's only. I sure didn't. The only thing that uh, that is outdoing this promo that we did is Leo Rush making a trap rap music video for his promo against oh. Casey Navarro. That Speak. shit was fire. So <laughs> I don't know about you guys. So Aaron, do you want to tell the story about about that other big news about this week about how we we're gonna, like for about five seconds we're going to be on someone else's podcast, kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. So, a little bit. Um, there is a uh, a non wrestling podcast that we were asked to be on. Uh, it's a Dunedin centric. So if you know Dunedin, uh, it's in Florida by Clearwater, but it's this little drinking town. And uh, I got reached out by uh, Tia, who is one of the the voices on on uh, Meet Me at Meet Me on Main Street. I want to say it's called. Uh, to talk about our podcast, talk about pro wrestling, and possibly later on meet up with them to, uh, I don't know, beat them up or something. So uh, Yeah, like that's pretty much all we do. So Sunday we'll be uh, recording with them uh, in the afternoon. Sounds and, yeah, well, I mean, people are always like, hey, come beat me up. Wait, uh, can, I just, can I just, in a, it, it, sorry, sorry for, I continually interrupt, but like this is really, this is really important. Um, did you say Dunedin? Yeah. Is that how that's pronounced? Yeah. Brother, I've lived in this state for um, almost 26 fucking years, which is the vast majority of my life. Um, I've been to this town, and I am today years <laughs> old, six what the fuck is today? Three days shy of my birthday. And I just found out <laughs> that it's pronounced Dunedin? Yep, yep. Uh, so we'll be talking pro wrestling, uh, podcasting, and so much more. Uh, 
this week. I'll probably be posting, uh, they'll be sending me the audio from it, so I'll probably throw it on our stream as a bonus. Uh, something fun for you guys to listen to. I don't know. Um, to get somewhat back on track, Toddy, we have a segment that wasn't here last time you were on the show, but it's here now. Uh, as you may know, and uh, as a fellow Latino, I know uh, this man holds a place in your heart. We are the only Conan stand podcast, including his own. And that's why we have a segment based on his incredible rap career. Uh, this segment, uh, it's about a time when uh, you were a little worried. You were a little little sketched out by the situation. You were you were worried because it seems like it's gonna be a little rowdy rowdy. K-O-N-A-N-Conan. But afterwards, after all of it, you did it, you got through with it, and things turned out fine. You were bout it, bout it. This is your rowdy, rowdy, bout it, bout it segment of the week. Please donate to our PayPal so we can afford a real air harm. Burr, burr, burr. The place to be. Mexico City. Mexico City. <coughs> Sorry, I ran out of oxygen. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so when you mentioned this earlier, I kept trying to think about it. And now I think just as you were explaining it again, you uh, it kind of something came to me. So, uh, yeah. So when I was wrestling in Puerto Rico, I I was known as like, you know, the outsider, the guy who, who spoke really good English. So some of the guys were pitching. Maybe I should do an American gimmick. A guy that only speaks English, doesn't speak any Spanish, which is hates Puerto Rico, doesn't know why he's there, but he's there. And at first I was uh, iffy about it, but I was like, you know what? Like, it works. I'm going to get booked. It's all I care about. So I started doing it, and then one show, the booker's best friend, who's also a worker, shows up. And he looks at me and he goes, hey, Todd, so he's doing a uh, a gimmick. Uh, same as yours. I think I want to team you guys up. I was like, okay. First of all, this guy could only say like certain words in English. It's terribly not, not good at the language. So they had me cut all our promos just because I could. So then word started spreading around that I am so far not a homophobe. I love the LGBTQ community and all that. I'm all about it. All supportive about it. But in Puerto Rico, uh, there's very dark times for certain people. And then word started spreading around and they were like, I kept I kept telling people, yeah, I'm in a tag team with this guy, but I kept saying, this is my partner, this is my partner. So a lot of people just started assuming the yeah. wrong thing. Like, I even went to, like, a company, like, all the way on the west side of the island, and they brought it up to me. It did weird me out, but at the same time, I'm like, it's not true. Like, we're just friends. And, yeah, that's, uh, I think that's that's the best I could come up with. All right. 
I feel that. I always tell people that Rios is my partner and they give me a weird look and then I wink at them. So <laughs> I completely feel the vibe on that one. Yeah. It's honestly the important part is that everybody uh, learned that the true ratty rowdy bad about it was the friends we made along the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's and that's the final lesson. We can end the podcast now. That's it. Podcast is over forever. <laughs> um, I Drop did pay. Um, I was gonna say. Aaron, I do appreciate you uh, mentioning the the Needin podcast that we're going to be on. But the me, I, what I was actually trying to to segue to was uh, that uh, we somehow got Zach Ryder to say our name on his podcast. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So sorry. That's about that. what I thought. Um, That's what I yeah. thought you were. And the other reason I know that is because you told us, and then I paid the five dollars to get behind the paywall of the Patreon for Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. So. Uh, um, so if you guys uh, don't know, um, or if you if you aren't like as I've said many times, we are your hashtag sixth favorite wrestling podcast, and I'm pretty damn sure that one of the one through five is the major wrestling figure podcast. So uh, I follow them, and they do a thing every uh, week where they will retweet, um, where they will retweet. Or you say they say to retweet this and you can win a prize. So uh, I've been doing it for the last couple of weeks on my fun um, my fun Twitter. I have a Twitter that I do like make little memes when my kid says really ridiculous things, and uh, I won the prize for the week, which is a Goldberg and Bret Hart Elite Two Pack. Um, and uh, they instead of saying my the Twitter name for my my meme thing, which is Russell Dad Meme, um, it, they said we are the Coda. So they said the winner is we are the Coda. So if you listen to the Major Wrestling Figure podcast um, this Friday on all of the regular platforms, or if you listen to it on their Patreon, it's out now. You can hear our good friends, close friends. Close personal friends. They were the best men at my wedding. They were the best men at the wedding and the uh, maid of honor, uh, Brian Myers and uh, Matt Cardona. They they put us over. They gave us the rub. Also, friend of the show, um, Smart Mark Sterling. So, just want to say thanks, guys, for uh, for putting us over on your podcast. Uh, means the world to us. So is that like technically insider trading because we've had Nick Stapp on the show? Yeah, I mean, because he works for the the network now. They have their own network, the yeah. major pod network. I just wonder if there's like some some fan with too much time on their hands to be like, well, I'm seeing that this Coda team has a podcast that Nick Stapp was on, so clearly this contest was rigged. <laughs> I want that Goldberg fucking Bret Hart two-pack. He comes with sunglasses that won't go on Bret Hart because his hair is in his face. It's kind of bullshit. I'm just curious because if Mark picks the winners, then I'm like, ooh, are we closer to getting Mark on the show? I mean, I can message Mark. We're friends on Facebook. I mean, friend of the show. Friend of the show. I have the shirt, so. Yeah. Silver balls. Silver balls. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, 
So we went through what's coming up, what we got coming up, what Toddy's got coming up. Or we didn't go through what we got coming up. We went through what Toddy's got coming up. Yeah, because I'm here for Toddy. I'm here for the Toddy. We're here for the Toddy. Hot Toddy. Hot Toddy. That's your new gimmick, Todd, if you're in the room with us, please, please let us know. Um. I guess uh, I'll go over my stuff. Uh, so this Saturday in beautiful Sanford, Florida, I will be having my singles debut for Generation Championship Wrestling. And I will yes. be taking on Nevada Zone Remy Marcel, the 86er. Uh, we've had a good, uh, barring of words, um, over social media. He, he <laughs> cut a pretty, pretty intense promo on me and, uh, and I'm into it. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to fucking throw hands with this mook. Um, <laughs> past, past that, uh, March 27th, uh, I know Aaron will be wrestling on the show with Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling's returning to Retro Rat and Largo. Uh, but I have myself a bit of a challenge. I will be entering a fatal four-way to win uh, a number one contendership, which if I win, I get to challenge for the belt that same day. It'll be myself versus Bud Heavy if I can get through that four-way. So I might be wrestling twice, uh, and if I'm really lucky, I will be leaving Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling's uh, March 27th show as heavyweight champion. So... Fingers crossed for your boy. Um, Dave actually spoke to me about that show, so I'm going to be there as well. Oh, oh fuck. Yeah. Are you in my match? That would be amazing. I'm like 90% sure you're in that four-way, because I think it's you, me, uh, Mercer, and Sage Scott. Oh. Um, One of I those is be... not a cruiserweight. <laughs> um. <laughs> I just got word from the office. I will be wrestling Charles Barkley on that show. NBA oh, legend shit. Charles Barkley. That's where the budget went. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Midian's going to be there. I'm actually <laughs> going to be wrestling um, an invisible bear. As you should. I I asked if I could just uh, wrestle my own depression, and they said nobody wants to watch a nearly 40-year-old man cry for 10 to 12 minutes. I said, brother, I'd take it home at 8. <laughs> and that's me up the masturbation. Uh, so the weekend after that, uh, which is April 3rd, we will be in Douglas, Georgia? Douglas, Douglas. Douglas, Georgia, your hashtag demon daddies will be returning to GA for Pose Wrestling, P-O-S-E Wrestling. Uh, I don't know who we're wrestling. Yeah, uh, they've announced a few tag teams. We know that their tag champs will be on the show, the PS players. Uh, the classic tag team, that classic tag team will be on the show. Um, but yeah, they haven't announced any matches. You guys wrestle Southern Strong Style. Oh my god, that it will be amazing. All I know is that Stunt Marshall is their champion, so I think it's gonna be fun. Hey, and if you if the size of our heads on the flyer mean anything about this, uh, about our match, we're going over strong. That's all (laughs) I understand. 
Uh, they, they read the fucking contract. They know how we do things. Yep. They said, <laughs> they look. read the fucking writer. We can't, we can't uh, cover your full rate, but we, what we can do is book you strong as fuck. <laughs> uh, I, the one thing that did bum me out is on the poster, like, I'm doing like the exact same pose as Logan Creed, so I'm, gonna wor- I'm worried that people are going to think we're like starting a stable with him or something. We are. We're in a, it's us okay. and Logan Creed. I'm, okay. sure, I'm sure everything is going to be just fine. We ain't gotta worry about shit, you know, mm. just like, fu- you know what we should fucking be worried about, though? And I went, a rant, I went on a rant about this uh, earlier in the day, but I feel like it's worth mentioning on the pod. So y'all know that movie, The Parent Trap, right? With Lindsay um, Lohan? Yeah. yeah. And, American, American classic, yes. Yeah, and you know the one from the from the sixties, like whatever. It's it's both applicable. So I've got a bone to pick with that movie, all right? Because because if you just view it as a concept, um, why are the why is this man and this woman um, not considered completely fucking insane? Because it, 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 it's like. Like what? First of all, what judge would agree to that? It's like, okay, so you're gonna take one kid and you're gonna leave the country, and you're gonna take the other kid, and the opposite uh, parent well, has no custody over the other child, and it's like, uh, why do you both think that it's like totally fine and well, normal like, and acceptable? I, why are you okay with well, never seeing your other child and then here, letting the child grow up as a lie? And well, well, like, how here's that the thing. The thing is, is like, I could see a world, I could see a couple so fucked up that they would agree to that, that they would think that's a good idea. There is not a custody judge, there's not a family court judge in the fucking world that would look at that proposal and be like, yeah, this is fine. That works. Uh, No, like, nowhere, nowhere in the American justice system, not in family court, not at the fucking higher courts, not at the appellate courts. There is nowhere on the planet that would agree, like, yeah, let's just split them up. Um, and like, that's fine. You can't fucking split the baby in half. Like, yeah, there's two babies and they're not connected by any limbs or anything. But like, I mean, does that type does... of person? Well, like, the thing is, is like, just like, yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Well, I, I mean, I'm sure there must be cases in like divorces where like, if the kids are old enough, like if they're at least like nine or 10, they, if there's multiple of them, they can be like, well, I'm going to live with dad. And then the other ones will be like, well, I want to live with mom. Yeah. So but like, at this I'm point, sh- like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm sure that there's cases where there is such a thing as split custody because the kids can make that choice for themselves. But these yeah, are but- babies. These are fucking. These are infants. Like, fresh yeah. out, fresh out the 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 oven. Yeah. These are infants whose parents collectively decided that it was a better <laughs> and that's the other idea thing too, is to like, split those, up their kids. And that's the thing too. And, it's, the other the uh, in my example, it's like those kids know they have siblings. Like yeah. they're aware of their they're existence. They're aware of their siblings. Like, like these and they girls. probably live in like a fairly close geographical yeah, I think, area. I think that would be the big thing is like the judge would be like, look, even if I agree to this insane arrangement where one of you lives in London, the other one lives in California, and you never see each other again, I can't agree to this idea that you're literally never going to tell the other one about their sibling. 
Not only do they never do they never intend on telling them about their other sibling, they never intend on telling them about their parent. Their other parent, they've never seen a fucking picture except for that one that they tore in half and they found that scrap. It's it's like what psycho is okay with only seeing and knowing and raising one of their twin daughters and then having them live an entire life as a lie. First, how does anybody respect that person as like a decent human being? And then how did like everybody in the kids' lives are just like living a fucking lie? And then you have like the like the judge and whatever, and whatever marital problems they had that was so bad that they decided splitting up the kids and moving to opposite ends of the planet um, was a better idea than just switching the twins back and forth every other week. Like that is not fixed over a weekend getaway. I want to see the version of that movie where um, they don't go to summer camp, or if they do go to summer camp, it's not the serendipitous we meet at the same one. Like, I want to see the one where they figure out through like 23andMe when they're like almost 30. Like, <laughs> like I have a sister. I have not a only twin have a, sister. I have an identical twin sister. Our DNA is yeah. um, completely indistinguishable. Yeah, but at and that they point, they wouldn't be able to switch parents when they got home. They would be like, well, what do you want to do, switch Oh, that husbands? would be like, oh, that would be a cool... That's how the movie starts, is one sister already did it, but there was no matches. And then the other sister does it, and when she does it, she gets a letter from, like, 23andMe going, man, we've already processed your DNA. Like, the, we can't make a second account for you. And she's like, what are you talking about? I've never done this before. And they're like, man, we have your shit right here it was and sent over like, from london yeah she said it's like like yeah you filled this out in the uk and i'm like i've never been to london and it's like aren't you a uk citizen she's like no why do you think you're mailing this shit to napa valley right now and it's like well like ma'am this is where we got this and so she ends up going to london to be like who the fuck stole my identity who stole my dna and then she opens the fucking door and it's her staring her in the fucking face um, I just want to I want to be at the beginning of the movie, like prior when the mom and the dad are rushing into the hospital, like breaking up their marriage. And she's like, look, I'm going to take Catherine when these babies are born and you take number two. Like the second baby doesn't even have a name. The, the mom is so over the second baby. She's like, Philip, you can just take number two with you to London. And I'm going to stay here with Catherine or whatever the fucking names are. That's what I see. That's uh, what I want. Jesus. Um, all right. Well, I think we've rambled on enough. And I think Todd fell asleep. Yeah. I just have, I'm sorry, Todd. I just have a lot of feelings about the parent trap and none of them are good. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I can <laughs> and see I that. I can the world it, needed you know. to know. Todd left and got nachos. They look yeah. delicious. He's got shit to do. He's going <laughs> on vacation. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, Todd, where can the, as if, if they haven't listened to episode three, Todd, where can they find you on the social medias? On the social medias, you can find me on the Instagram, on the gram, on the twits, Twitter for the Alex underscore Todd. You can find me on Facebook. On my fan page, The Prince of Souls, Alex Todd. Uh, I switched my other account to my personal account under my shoot name. So if you find me, just know it'll be easy because of my profile picture. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, one thing I forgot. Tease, Todd. 
Oh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash the Alex Todd. I got three cool cool shirts on there. Uh, I want to get more, so I'm working on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, those are my social medias. Hell yeah. Um, you can find Demon Road Diaries by simply searching Demon Road Diaries on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find the coda at We Are The Coda on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Gmail, and ProWrestlingTees.com slash We Are The Coda. You can find me personally at MusicCityKG on Instagram, Twitter, Cash App, PlayStation Network, Reddit, and probably seven or eight other social medias that I don't use. And of course, you can find me on TikTok at DJKatie. And you can find the hot mess that is my life all over social media at Bastard Son Rios on Instagram, Twitter, and motherfucking TikTok. You can find me on Instagram at Durden Says on Twitter at The Durden Says. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Chelsea Durden if you're interested in helping me put my cats through college. Or um, help me pay off the ridiculous amount of money it costs to fucking apply for a green card in the United States. Like, holy shit. If I wasn't broke before, I'm broke now. Um, fuck. What, what's, my, what's the other shtick uh, that I leave fucking do? Leave your mom do? alone. My mom! Leave her alone on <laughs> your Instagram comments. She's a wonderful lady. She looked so lovely in her little lilac dress thing at my wedding and I just want to keep good positive energy coming at my mother so like leave her alone on Instagram um fuck uh what's what oh I, yeah, yeah 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 I got it I got it don't steal my thunder for all of us here at Demon Road Diaries for Caden Green, Ronnie Rios, Alex Todd and myself Chelsea Durden we hope that you stay safe and stay jacked <laughs> Yep.